This episode of the Cigar Social Podcast is brought to you by Black Star Line Cigars. From the highly rated Warwich to the outstanding Lalibela and Classic El Milagro. These cigars are absolutely incredible and use the absolute best tobacco from Aganorsa Leaf, which is farmed and expertly handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua. Visit them at blackstarline.shop and use promo code CIGARSOCIAL15 for 15% off your entire order and receive free shipping on all orders over 100 bucks. Black Star Line Cigars. Cigars are a daily operation. Welcome to the Smoke Shed Studio for another episode of the Cigar Social Podcast. This is episode 26. In case you're new to the podcast, my name is Matt. Thanks for joining. Folks, today is the April Fool's special, and to celebrate, I have a good friend in the Smoke Shed Studio to smoke, joke, and have a little fun. Today's guest, a buddy of mine, Jones Harris. Thanks for joining, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh, later on, what we're going to do is we're going to introduce, uh, we're going to announce the winner of our Knock Knock Joke giveaway and find out who's going to win the Black Starline Cigar Sampler and New Calibri V-Cutter. But first, let's get today's bottle and stick. Today's stick is a phenomenal cigar. Today we're smoking the Todos Las Dias by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Company. This is the thick Lonsdale 6x46 blended by Steve Saka. And in case you missed it, Steve was on our uh, show six episodes ago, I believe. This is the Nicaraguan Puro, truly represents the heart of Nicaragua with strong, peppery tobaccos. In Steve Saka's words, this cigar is blended to be an honest, hardworking cigar intended to be smoked by men who know what it means to be a cigar smoker and never give a damn about what other people think. It is full-bodied and smooth and delicious. I mean, right off the jump, it's it, amazing. It's awesome. This cigar uses long fillers from Esteli Jalapa and sun-grown Cuban seed wrapper on the outside. That's gives it, it, it's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's phenomenal. It's, it smelled really good even before we lit it up. Yeah. Uh, and the presentation's good, too. The, the band, it's got the foot band, it's got the regular band. Uh, just a good cigar. Like, like, you couldn't really sum it up any better than if somebody asked me, hey, can I get a cigar from your humidor? First, I'll ask them what they want, what type they want. If they say I don't know, they're getting bottom shelf cheap shit. <laughs> but if they're like, hey, you know, give me a good, strong, peppery or something on a, you know, I, this is where I would go reach for. Uh, MSRP is only about 11 bucks, and I think it's well worth it. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't see anybody being disappointed by this cigar. No, no. <laughs> All right. Today's bottle. We're sipping the Uncle Nearest. 1856. This is a 100 proof aged between 7 and 12 years. On the nose, subtle notes of caramel, bold and spicy up front. The finish has a lingering notes of vanilla. MSRP is about 60 bucks. I also have a bottle of the rye on the table too. Uh, we, I drank the rye when I talked to Steve Saka on that episode six episodes ago and uh, kind of described a little bit of that rye. Again, never had anything wrong and never had anything bad from Uncle Nearest. 
And I'm, do you know who Uncle Nearest is? I don't, and I love bourbon, and this is a really tasty one, so I'm anxious to hear. Let's, let's, do, I'm going to give you a quick, and I, I hope I do it justice, because it is almost, it's historic. But I'm going to try to give you a quick background on Uncle Nearest. And He's then a lot closer than Uncle Furthest. Yes, a lot closer than Uncle Furthest, for sure. Wow. We're, so we're already we're starting. starting. Early. Get worked out. Uh, Uncle Nearest, so about 160 years ago, a, a man named Dan Call had a small distillery. And the man who distilled that whiskey was a black slave named Nathan Green. But everyone called him Uncle Nearest. Nearest had a special technique of charcoal filtering that he learned in, in West Africa on how to clean water out over there. And that method later became known as the famous Lincoln method that is still used today in a lot of distilleries. In 18, or 1850s, a young eight-year-old eight boy named, uh, came to Dan Call asking for work. The boy's name was Jasper Daniel. He was introduced to Uncle Nearest. Dan Call told Nearest to teach Jasper everything he knew about whiskey. And on December 6, 1865, the 13th Amendment was passed. Uncle Nearest became a free man. One year later, Jasper bought that distillery, named it after himself, though he didn't use the, the name Jasper. He used the name that locals called him Jack. Jack Daniels. Jack asked Nearest to be his very first master distiller. So Nearest and his family continued to work for Jack Daniels for gener generations. There has been five generations of descendants that have worked for Jack Daniels, with three direct descendants that continue to work there until 2017. Those three descendants now work at a new distillery, which is built right down the road from Jack Daniels, called the Uncle Nearest Distillery. So I hope it did it justice. I know, I'm sure there's a lot more in there, but that's just a, a quick little taste of, of who Uncle Nearest is was and and you know the historic uh you know background behind it i thought it was fascinating it is that's crazy and uh and it sure shows in the whiskey it's really good stuff which is really funny I, you don't this is completely different than like jack daniels mm. i think jack besides the the new bonded the triple mash and maybe one of those fancy bottles like the maybe even gentleman but Jack has a dis like a very distinguished taste to it. Oh yeah, you can tell Jack Daniels right away. Right away. That's my brother's favorite. So this has nothing close to a Jack Daniels no. taste, even though it's kind of like hand in hand. It's almost edging closer to like a Maker's Mark ballpark. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's delicious. Uh, so let's uh, mm. let's get on with our April Fool's festivities here. <laughs> uh, I got a drink in my hand. I got a cigar in the other. Uh, let's joke off for a little bit here in the shed. It's, it's something two guys do. Like two to married in guys in the shed just joking off. Joking off, off on uh, April Fool's. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, right, you, you got a couple ready? I do. I do actually. I got. I got. I'm gonna start with a really, with a really good one. What is Peter Pan's favorite place to eat out? Hmm. I'm not sure. Wendy's. Mm-hmm. That checks it. Are we going to do this whole thing where we try not to laugh? I don't know. I feel like we... Should we? Or should we just let it go? I, mean, I think we should let it go. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, how much space does fungi need to grow? As mushroom as possible. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of groaners on this list. I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? What? An irrelevant. Mm-hmm. This is one my college roommate wrote, actually. Uh, why don't oysters share? Why? They're shellfish. Shellfish. Those selfish, shellfish bastards. <laughs> hey, what does a, a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? No idea. They're both Paris sites. <clears throat> oh man. Uh, this is more of a story, but I uh, I tried to buy a dozen bees from the pet shop the other day, and they gave me thirteen. I said, "What's the deal with thirteen bees?" He said, "Well, that's a freebie." Freebie. <laughs> I can feel my wife rolling her eyes from here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our listeners are going to be sitting here. They're going to be smoking. They're going to be drinking. They're going to go in these fucking guys. Oh, yeah. And cle- clearly, I did not write. These are all ones I either heard or borrowed. Oh, absolutely. The, I don't yeah. think I wrote any I, so all, just, I Disclaimer. Will, I will take no credit for any of these, actually. <laughs> yeah. This is called research. Yeah. Uh, I tried drag racing the other day. Mm-hmm. It's brutal running in those heels. I, I thought you were going to go a trip down the dress. I knew it was going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The older I get, the more I miss the people I've lost, which tells me that Wilderness Guide was not the job for me. <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, this is, uh, why, why did little Johnny drop his ice cream cone? Because mm. he got hit by a bus. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that took a turn. <clears throat> I saw an excellent Spanish-speaking magician the other day. He looked right at us. He said, uno, dos. Poof. Guy disappeared without a trace. <laughs> he might have been Nicaraguan. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Could be. <laughs> People say women shouldn't have kids after 40. I totally agree. I think 40 kids are way too much. Ooh. Yeah. I think actually, I, I just spent a lot of money trying to childproof my house, but they're still getting in. <laughs> hey, did you hear about the fire at the circus? Mm-mm. It was intense. Did you hear about that actress that got stabbed? It was Reese, um, Reese, uh, the actress, Reese, you know any Reese actresses? Witherspoon? Oh, no, with a knife. Ah, ah, I see. With a knife. With a knife. Reese with with a knife. (laughs) You know the most important part of telling one of these hilarious jokes? Timing. Hey, you know, Marvel should use uh, the Hulk to advertise more often. He's like a huge banner. (laughs) Oh, man. It's important to stay in shape. I know we've had this talk before, but my grandma, she started, she turned 70, started walking two miles a day. She's 72 now. We have no idea where the hell she is. (laughs) That was an Ellen DeGeneres joke, I think, back in the day. Wow. Yeah. Hey, what kind of car does Jesus drive? (laughs) What? A Chrysler. <laughs> that could have gone a lot of directions. I'm glad you chose that oh, one. Yeah, That's a yeah. good one. Uh, do you know uh, Old McDonald's official job title? No. He's a CIEIO. What's uh, on, on, you know, I've got to stick with the Jesus real quick. What, what's Jesus' favorite sport? Hmm. CrossFit. I was thinking lacrosse, but CrossFit's way better. <laughs> do you know why Adam and Eve got in so much trouble? Mm-mm. The first one's not to uh, read Apple's terms and conditions. <laughs> Got to read the fine print. You know, do not touch must be terrifying to read in Braille. 
Yeah, my grandfather. We have good eyes in my family. My grandfather, uh, he's 90 years old. He doesn't use glasses. He just drinks right out of the bottle. <laughs> uh, why does mermaids wear seashells? Because she outgrew her bee shells. <laughs> no wonder the sailor stopped. <laughs> the other day, it uh, took me all day to eat a clock. It was very time-consuming. Mm. <clears throat> hey, did you hear about the Italian chef who died? No. He passed it away. I guess you can only live once. Whew. That was layered. That was layered. Did you hear about the uh, Italian musical performer who cheated? Mm-mm. They say he rigged a Tony. Rigged a Tony. Indeed. I like that, that Italian accent. <laughs> that was good. You got to use the hands. You got to do the hands. Hey, when, do, when does a joke become a dad joke? Hmm. Uh, when it leaves and never comes back. <laughs> Twist on the apparent. It goes out for milk. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> oh, man. I had a joke about unemployment, but it never works. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, hey, I was looking at the sky the other night, the night sky, and I realized... Orion's belt is just a huge waste of space. I know, I know, I know. Bad joke. Three stars. <laughs> I like it. You got follow-ups. I don't have any tags, I don't think. Oh, man. I wrote a great song about tortillas. It's, actually, it's more of a rap. <laughs> hey, what's the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? Hmm. No one pays for a garbanzo bean on their face. <laughs> I like yeah. I like the ones with twists. I don't see coming for sure. Oh man, there's a new show about beavers on Discovery Channel. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's the best damn series I've ever seen. Damn series. Mm-hmm. I see there. All right, that took a minute for me. <laughs> wow. If uh, if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Mm-hmm. Pilgrims. Yep. I thought about trying a new diet. Uh, it's just eating cashews. That's just nuts. Just nuts. That's just nuts. <laughs> um, a nun was taking a bath. I mean, here's, she, she hears a knock on the door, so she's a bit worried, and so she, she, she shouts, Who is it? And so a man on the other side of the door says, It's the blind man. She says, Oh, well, come on in. So as he comes in, he says, nice tits. Where do you want the blinds? <laughs> it wouldn't work with Curtain Man. It wouldn't work with Curtain Man at all. That's actually, a man walked into a doctor's office wearing nothing but saran wrap, and the doctor walked out, took one look at him, and said, sir, I can clearly see your nuts. <laughs> hey, uh, how many animals can you fit in a pair of pantyhose? Hmm. Uh, ten little piggies, two calves, one ass, one beaver, and an unknown... A uh, number of hairs, plus a fish that no one can ever find. <laughs> you, you really put the dad and dad joke. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. My uncle, uh, he recently got two Doberman pinchers. He named one of them Rolex, one of them Timex, and watchdogs. <laughs> hey, uh, what's worse than ants in your pants? Hmm. Uncles. Oh, God. Yeah. 
awful. There's a great rap song about that from some movie in the 90s. Uh, two fish were driving a tank. One looked at the other and said, <laughs> blew it. First fumble. Uh, First fumble. You want to try over? Uh, I'll do a different one because that one, I think I killed it now. <clears throat> <laughs> it's going to happen. I know yeah, I'm going to do it too. It is. Uh, actually, my friend David, he lost his ID. And now he's just Dov. Well, what do you call a fish with no eyes? Mm. Fish. You know the name of the knight that jumped out of the cake on Sir Arthur's birthday? No. Surprise. 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 Folks, surprise. Hey, a, a screwdriver walks into a bar. The bartender says, oh, hey, actually, we have a, a drink named after you. The screwdriver goes, really? You have a name drink, Philip? <laughs> the other day I saw this object in the sky. You know, out here we get a pretty clear sky, and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I was like, what is this thing? And then it hit me. <clears throat> hey, what happens when you touch Dwayne Johnson's butt? Hmm. You hit rock bottom. Boo. Sure they do. Uh, what kind of music do chiropractors love? Hip hop. Hip hop. Hip hop. Six thirty is the best time on a clock, hands down. Are you waiting for the uh, audience to yeah wait for the catching there? Yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. we give time. <laughs> <clears throat> I think we need more whiskey. <clears throat> I went to the wedding of two antennas recently, and the ceremony was really boring, but the reception was amazing. <laughs> hey, what state is known for their super small soft drinks? Mm. Minnesota. Mm. Yeah. Minnesota. My son, the other night, he walked over and he said, uh, can I have a bookmark? And I said, 12 years old, you still don't know your father's name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what does the, the movie Titanic and the Sixth Sense have in common? Hmm. I see dead people. Surprised <laughs> I haven't heard that one. I like that one a lot. You know that feeling you get when you wake up and you're out of coffee? Depresso. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, uh, I started recently telling people about the benefits of drying grapes. It's all about <clears> raising <throat> awareness. Man. Raising awareness. <laughs> I'm running low on uh, ammo. All right, all right. Well, uh, I'll go with a, a couple more here. Uh, two women walk into a bar, and they order drinks with a really heavy accent. The bartender says, hey, are you ladies from Ireland? So the lady yelled, Wales. So the bartender starts over and apologized and asked, hey, are you Wales from Ireland? <laughs> Not going to tip on that one. <clears throat> hey, according to a recent survey, six out of seven dwarfs are not happy. <laughs> that was a, I was on the West Coast feed for that one, for sure. <laughs> hey, what's good. the... Uh, What's the cheapest meat you can buy? Hmm. Deer balls. They're under a buck. Yeah. People are shocked when they find out what a terrible electrician I am. <laughs> What's the difference between an enzyme and a hormone? Mm. Uh, you can't hear an enzyme. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was with a mushroom once. We tried to get into a party, and he knocked on the door, and they wouldn't let him in. They said, you know, you can't come in here. And he said, why not? I'm a fun guy. Mm. <laughs> That's your second mushroom That's joke. That's second mushroom joke. Yeah, wow. I don't know. It's my wheelhouse. Maybe, Maybe you're the science. fun guy. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? Hmm. One is really heavy. The other one is just a little lighter. Here's one I'll give a shout out to Gendo's. <clears throat> what do you call a nosy pepper? It's one that gets jalapeno business. Jalapeno business. Jalapeno business. You got some good accents. You got the, the Italian, <laughs> the jalapeno business. Yeah, my wife said, uh, you know, I, I got to stop doing my terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impression or I couldn't come back. And I said, I'll return, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll return. return. <laughs> It's not a tumor. It's not. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Reminds me of that that metal band I listen to once in a while. And this is not a joke, but uh, there's a metal band. And the folks listen to it. It's hilarious. It's called Australian Death Machine. And it's a couple of, uh, it's like a super group of metal bands, uh, you know, different members of different bands. And it's all, every song is an Arnold quote of some sort like rubber baby buggy bumpers <laughs> it's hilarious yeah uh check it out um <laughs> kick it to the chopper yeah. it's got to be one of their singles oh absolutely <laughs> there's actually one that just goes <laughs> deadlift or what? what's that one called <laughs> if it jiggles it's fat <laughs> uh <laughs> hey what do you call a blind german hmm. a nazi oh <laughs> Oh, man. People are going to hate me after this one. <laughs> what kind of plants go in the bathroom? Mm. Toilet trees. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, a follow-up. What type of tree fits in your hand? Hmm. A palm tree. Palm tree. Yeah. I figured that would kind of okay, work. Yeah. yeah. I, I was too busy thinking about fungi. Fungi. You know, the mushrooms. The mushrooms, yeah. <laughs> I start calling you Mario. Searching for the mushrooms. I need more whiskey. I think I'm going to go with the rye now. That's I started with the rye, and you it did. is real tasty. It is good. The, the 1856 is, is really good, but they have another one, I think, called the 1886 or something like that. Another weird year. And I don't know the difference between the two. I think one, they claim to be small batch, and the other one's just premium whiskey. But I also covered this in a previous episode where small batch doesn't really matter. Like, that term... It's so broad. Like, there's like no it's become a marketing real definition. Term more yeah. than a... It just means you're using a smaller batch than regular production. So if you're using a couple hundred, 300 barrels for a batch, and then you're like, oh, well, fuck, now we're going to do 200 barrels, technically they can call it small batch. So I know like the Willet Pot Distill, the one that comes in like the Funky Genie bottle, Yeah, that only uses 12 barrels. And so some people are now saying small batch used with a handful of barrels, four barrels, you know, eight barrels. Because sometimes it, it makes sense to distinguish that. But I was going to say, too, I, we didn't comment on these bottles at all, but uh, I like the styling of them. They're, it's like a larger size of a Prohibition-era bottle, it looks like. Yeah, like, like a squared off whiskey or, bottle type yeah. of thing. I really like the vibe of it. They have a... Uh, it's a shark-looking bottle. And they're uniform. It's kind of like when I did uh, Castling, Castling Key over here. You got the, the gin and you got the the small batch bourbon all of them are they have like a uniform look to them you know some people they'll throw out different expressions and they'll try to 
make each bottle completely different. And sometimes you don't even know that you're gonna ha- you're having a brand because the brand lost its uniformity. Mm. Where Uncle Nearest, you, you can't if you know what it is, you can't miss it. And I like their logo too because it's like a little horseshoe. Yeah, with the the Glen Carn glass in the middle. Yeah. Well, anyway. and most importantly, it's very drinkable. It's very drinkable. Yeah. And, um, I and was this... never really a rye fan until I started having these. This, yeah. Let's talk about this. That's cigar. what I was gonna say. This cigar, it's getting better. It's only getting better, and it was already good. Um, what, like you've already talked about the wrapper and the filler and things yeah. like that. What sort of cigars do you lean towards Me? for like your day to day, or like if you're just gonna, you know, your bread and butter? I like, I like Nicaraguan cigars. Um, uh, Aganorsa Leaf does a great job with their farm and and their curing barns and and their product. Uh, and their their QCs is, is is phenomenal. I haven't had anything that had a funky burn or or weird draw to it. Um, but I, a lot of people are 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 Connecticut shade fans, like Connie fans. I, I like more of a Maduro. I like the boldness to the the wrapper because that's where the flavor comes from. But um, this nope. is a a a, a, a funky. Uh, shape for me this the six by 46 I, I i don't normally go with a smaller ring gauge you're normally i'll go with a toro which is around a 50 is your normal toro but sometimes you'll go like a 48 to a 52 depending on you know if they want to get crazy with it but uh like a six by 50 is the normal size that i would go with it's a slightly slightly bigger in in the ring gauge yeah um i mean i saw a guy yesterday and if the Chi Town crew's listening, they they were there. And there was a guy, older guy, who took a seven by seventy monster cigar. And he fell asleep halfway through it. Literally, I got the picture. <laughs> he he like fell asleep, dropped it on the ground. Um you need to clear your schedule for some like a larger cigar. Well, who was know? somebody was putting out? <clears throat> it was some ed- engine reference. I I am not nearly as knowledgeable in the that's world of the, cigars the, as the, you. That's the CAO Flathead. It's like yeah, they, yeah. They, they do like the, the they do some big the, the boys. V sixty, the V seventy, or whatever. Yeah, they, they do the the ring. Um, Asylum does uh, some crazy ones called the Pandemoniums. They're like the eight by eighties. Oscar does one called the Woody. <laughs> the Woody's probably the, I think the biggest production cigar out there and that is 24 inches long uh i don't even know the ring gauge it's fucking silly <laughs> like it's an eight hour cigar is that the dirk diggler <laughs> is that the, the model that's it's, it's, <laughs> like i don't even know like there's a point where if somebody's short or with short arms probably won't even be able to light it <laughs> you know you need, you need yeah. your buddy there to help you torch it uh, it's, 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 it comes in a wooden box. It... I was going to ask too, for us novices, you were, you were just mentioning that the, the wrapper imparts, you, you, the wrapper imparts the most flavor. Is that mm-hmm. the role of the wrapper? The, the, so on a cigar, you have your, your filler. Yep. And that's what you kind of see in there. And then around the filler is a binder, which is essentially like a, another, it's like the first wrapper, if you would. Mm-hmm. But the binder isn't, isn't normally a, a pretty wrapper, a, a pretty leaf. Mm. it's there to really just bind it together. Um, and then you have the wrapper that goes over it. That's what you see. That's the, the nice, uh, oily, not a lot of veins. Oh, no, it's uh, beautiful. It's, um, but the wrapper is where you get most of your flavors from. Mm. Sometimes you'll get flavors from the filler, um, but for the most part, the wrapper is really 
you know, so so I got friends who they they love Mexican San Andreas rappers. Uh, I got friends who love the the, the Connecticut Shade rappers. Um, you know, I, I personally love Corojo ninety nine because it's it's much spicier, much much more peppery. Um, I had a guy here from Aganorsa in the shed, Terrence Riley. We did the Aganorsa Leaf Experience. And so he brought a Corojo 99, a Carrillo 98, and a Corojo 2012. Just the leaf wrapped in a Fuma. And, uh, you know, he said, smoke this, smoke that, smoke this, and then smoke those two of those together. And so it was like almost like a blending experience. And, you know, one gave off like a very salty flavor. One gave off a peppery flavor that to 2012 was more floral. Like a, I don't even say potpourri because that's like a, bad taste but like it was very floral but then when you start putting them together you're like okay well that's awesome because i like the carrijo 98 and a corojo 99 together but i wasn't really a big fan of the 2012 but when i put the 2012 like you start playing with the flavors a little bit and so that's probably the the moment where i started moving forward with oh wow okay I know what that's supposed to taste like, or I know what that's going to taste like. So when I'm in a humidor and I see something and I'll look it up real quick on my phone, I'm like, oh shit, that's a Corojo 99. I'm gonna go ahead and try this. I never had it before, but I got a feeling I'm gonna like it. Well, and that's where you see like the creativity and artistry in the industry coming out, right? Like, cause there's always the science of it where this leaf tastes like this and this tastes like this. But when you get into blending, it seems a lot like cooking, right? Like, Oh, it's absolutely an art. It's, I mean, that's why you have master blenders and people who are famously known for expressing a, a specific flavor. You know, like uh, AJ Fernandez, for example, he he will work and collaborate with multiple different companies. But if you see that AJ signature on it, you're like, wow, okay, I got to give that a shot because if you're an AJ fan, you know you're probably going to like it because just like Steve Saka, he, he mentioned... He doesn't put anything out that he's not going to smoke. He's making cigars for his flavors profile. Like he makes these for him. Uh, for example, he made one called uh, uh, was it? The, he did the abbreviations, but it, essentially the acronym was like "Now Leave Me the Hell Alone," mm. because somebody wanted a smaller ring gauge. They wanted a uh, yeah, something different that that he didn't like. He's like, "This is not for me." Just like uh, Steve. Uh, Newman from Brother Chimp, our local brewery. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite He came out with uh, For the Masses, the IPA. Mm. He's not an IPA fan. So he named it For the Masses. He's like, this is not for me. This is for everybody else. Because everyone keeps asking me for a fucking IPA. So, yeah. You know. we'll, we'll say shout out to him. Probably my favorite brown ale I've ever had. Oh, his, uh, his Vienna. His Vienna. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's called it Lud- the, the Ludwig. Mm. Oh, my God. I've never had anything that I don't like from from Brother Chip. He's one of my favorites. And yeah. He's a local Batavian. Yeah. He's a couple he, blocks away. He does a great job. I remember the first growler I got from there just to check it out because it was a local dude. I was like, I'm going to check this out and try it. And I, I I drank it and I was like, dang, I don't even have to pretend I'm supporting local. This is just no. legitimately delicious beer. I try, to, I try to go to his brewery as much as I can just because it's a very small town brewery he doesn't have a kitchen he is it's not a big space he he did the back patio have you been to the back patio i haven't been since they did that the the poured concrete is just awesome much i mean when i first went there it was like he took over some parking spaces and fenced it off and threw some fold-up chairs out there to when he first opened and now it's a poured patio light you know lights awning chairs it's it's yeah 
check it out. And if you get bored, you can go over to the turf, walk over to the turf room and grab an appetizer. And... There you go. They got a good whiskey wall over there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, why do they say amen instead of a woman in church? Hmm. Because they're called hymns, not hers. <laughs> Wow, that's like three religious jokes. I'm yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, controversial. Yeah. Hey, have you? Uh, they recently discovered a mummy in Egypt. Hmm. It was covered in chocolate and nuts. I believe they called it the Pharaoh Rocher. Mm. That's. Uh, I was gonna take my kid for a, a discount circumcision. What a rip off! <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew that one was coming. <laughs> I still laughed. <laughs> Did the rabbi say keep the tip? <laughs> Took a turn to 32 minutes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, what does Winnie the Pooh and Alexander the Great have in common? Hmm. Middle that. The middle last name. Or the middle name. Wow. I, I see? Yeah. It, it, there's somebody, my, you had there's to stumble my, at some point. Yeah. All right. <laughs> more whiskey, more yeah. stumbles. More, yeah. You're going to get more stumbles the more we drink. That's that's for sure. Um, My buddy in, in Jersey, uh, Andy, this one's for you. What did the drummer name his twin daughters? Hmm. Anna 1, Anna 2. Ooh. It's like George Foreman-esque. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's nice having the doors open in the shed. You can hear the birds. I don't know if you guys can catch it on the mics, but it's just, it's pretty out. It's uh, April 2nd in, in the Midwest, and it's almost 60 degrees out. It's crazy. Oh, that's fantastic. That's what we've been waiting for. Hey, uh, what's blue and smells like red paint? Hmm. Blue paint. That checks out. And, of course, the classic, like, uh, what's brown and sticky? What? The stick. Wow. Yeah. I actually got one my daughter wrote. She's eight. You ready for this one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So knock knock. So knock knock. Who's there? I took up. I took up who? Then you should probably change your pants. <laughs> she. <laughs> Listen, man. I'm gonna tell you. You should have entered to win the contest. That that one. I have not heard that one yet. I think she wrote it. I don't know for sure. That but... is phenomenal. I I will send her a, a sampler pack of cigars. <laughs> yeah, she she likes a sweeter bourbon. Yeah, she at likes her okay. age. Yeah, eight okay. year olds they're really not yeah. adventurous. The rye's too spicy. <laughs> She's into Maduro, right? You yeah. know, Maduro, Tiescuro. <laughs> yeah, uh, why do ducks have tail feathers? Hmm. To cover their butt quacks. Ooh. Oh man, yeah. Whenever I go, I just you know I. I hope I die peacefully in my sleep like my grandfather, not screaming like the passengers in his car. Wow. Yeah. Had to throw a dark one in somewhere. That's like my like my Johnny getting hit by the bus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you drop ice cream? <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm using that one. <laughs> so uh, here's one that I actually got from, uh, I, I saw, and I, I don't know if he wrote it, but James Hetfield it was in a band practice in Metallica, and he, he said this, so I found it on a, a YouTube short. Uh, a penguin had a penguin, uh, he had a problem with his car, and so he brought it to the mechanic. The mechanic said, hey, I'll take a look at it. Go next door to the cafe and wait. Uh, when I when I fix it, I'll, I'll come and get you. So the mechanic found him about an hour later, and he's like, dude, I, I found a problem. It looks like you blew a seal. 
The penguin wiped his mouth and said, no, 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 it's just ice cream. <laughs> I got a, it's a classic one. It's, um, my wife said I had to stop impersonating Flamingo. I had to put my foot down. Sometimes you just got to put your foot down. Sometimes you got to put your foot down. <laughs> you know, I, I should never trust stairs. They're always up to something. <laughs> Well, it's like the elevator, you know, it's got, a, it's got its ups and downs. It's got its ups and downs. That's, yeah, my dad was in the hospital and, uh, you know, he kept asking about his blood type. None of us could remember. He kept yelling, be positive, but it's hard now that he's gone. <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, I accidentally drank holy water and took a laxative at the same time. You can say I'm about to start a religious movement. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, on cue. That's good. <laughs> this is a great cigar. Mm. And I'm like, I don't want it to end. That's what she said. Uh, I recently found out that I was colorblind. Hmm. The news came out of the purple. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what pronouns does chocolate use? Hmm. Her, she. Oh, her, she. Man. <laughs> yep, more whiskey, please. My penis was in the... Uh, Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, no, and the, the librarian then told me to take it out. <laughs> Sir, this is a library. Yeah. <laughs> it was a short story. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted to tell you about this book my daughter gave me. It had like 400 pages, but it's a long story. Hmm. Hey, uh... <clears throat> Just word of advice. Mm -hmm. Never yell into a colander. Mm. You'll strain your voice. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> I asked my North Korean friend how it was over there. Mm. He said, I can't complain. <laughs> Literally. Literally. I cannot complain. No. <laughs> Have you heard about the invention that lets you see through walls? No. Really? They're called windows. <laughs> uh huh. Do you know the difference between uh, wallpaper and toilet paper? Mm mm. No? No. You should see my house. It's a mess. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to keep company from coming over. Wow. No wonder I've never been to your house. Yeah. You know the difference between in-laws and outlaws? No. Nobody wants in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what day is the strongest? Hmm. Saturday and Sunday. The rest are just weekdays. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, 
did you know the first French fries were not made in France? Mm. They were made in Greece. Oh, yeah. Yes, they were. <laughs> Why isn't there a, uh, a pregnant Barbie doll? Why? Because Ken came in a different box. Yeah, we're going there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the difference between a uh, the a, a vagina and the mafia? Mm-mm. One slip of the tongue. Or no, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Another stumble. More. What does uh, the vagina and the mafia have in common? Hmm. One slip of the tongue, and you're in deep shit. <laughs> blind man say when he walked past the fish market hmm good morning ladies oh couple fish themed joke today yeah oh man you know you really gotta hand it to blind prostitutes <clears> hmm <throat> oh my <laughs> that's what do you think about women's rights I prefer their lefts <laughs> it's Groucho Marx I think He's the one I think he said. Uh, he said, "You know, a child of five could understand this. Quick, somebody get me a child of five, or something like that." He has a lot of good ones. My wife said I need to be in more touch with my feminine side, mm. so I crashed a car. <laughs> you just started out. You're trying to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I had one female listener. She's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not anymore. As I was actually shopping for camo pants the other day, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> I failed in math so many times, I can't even count. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what did one ocean say to the other ocean? Hmm. Nothing. They just waved. Hmm. Good one. Yeah. You're welcome. You know, when, when life gets you melons, you might be dyslexic. Takes a lot of balls to golf the way I do. What did the dyslexic zombie eat? Mm. Brian's. <laughs> <laughs> Not heard that one. Well, we got a we got a, a giveaway we need to talk about here, mm. folks. The moment you've all been waiting for. Let's announce the winner of the Black Star Line cigar giveaway, folks. Last episode, I gave everyone an opportunity to enter the best knock knock joke in the comments for a chance to win the Black Star Line cigar sampler, an exclusive Black Star Line Calibri V cutter. We had a few, a few entries on YouTube and then Spotify. Some fell a little flat. Some are pretty good. I liked the one that you had, the the knock-knock joke. That was, that was good. <laughs> <clears throat> it was a hard decision. So I'll read out the top three that I found personally the funniest, and I'm going to let my buddy here do the honors and pick the winner. Oh, man. All right. All right? Mm-hmm. 
So this way, there's no you have no idea who biased nothing. No, I don't know where they came from. <sighs> All right, let me pour in more 1856 real quick. It's it's interesting too. That's a nice one. Uh, I'm always partial to rye because I like that spiciness, but that 1856 is smooth. Yeah, it is, and even the uh, the, the, the rye is smooth too. I just it's all the notes I want in a rye, but without the bite. It doesn't it doesn't hit like heaty exactly heaty peaty type of yeah. All right. I found this one. This the contender number one. <clears throat> I found this the perfect knock knock joke for like a dad knock knock. Knock knock. Who's there? Spell. Spell who? Sure. W H O. It's a good groaner. <laughs> Alright, that's contestant one. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Number two came from one of our female listeners who's probably not listening anymore. Mm-mm. Knock, knock. Who's there? Ice cream. Ice cream who? Ice cream all night if you're lucky. <laughs> just when we're joking off in the shed. Yep, man, just two guys just joking off in the shed on a nice 60-degree day. <laughs> Listen to the birds. The door's wide open. Neighbors can see. <laughs> Number three. Number three. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give you four because okay. uh, number three is a classic knock, classic knock knock joke that you've probably heard before, but it's a classic one. Knock knock. Who's there? Master. Master who? Master Bader. Mm. <laughs> and uh, number four, this is the bonus one. We got, hmm, all right, knock, knock. Who's there? Ivana Seymour. Ivana Seymour who? Ivana Seymour Butts. Ivana Seymour Butts. That one I had, it reminded me of like something Tina would say from Bob's Burgers. Or, or the, the Simpsons when Bart would call Mo. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Seymour, Seymour Butts. Mike, Mike Roch. Has Mike anybody Roch. seen Mike Roch lately? <laughs> Mike Hunt. He always did the call-ins, right? Yeah. yeah. Harold Muff. Mm. Has anyone seen Harold Muff? Craven. Craven Moorhead. Has anybody seen Craven Moorhead? <laughs> Dick Fitzwell. <laughs> were you a writer? I didn't know you had all those on deck. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, out of those four. Out of those four. So I am partial to the groaners. And I'm partial to the dad jokes, so for me, contestant one mm. hit all the right hit all the right things for me. I will say I was I was pumping gas at the Costco, and that I got the alert of a you know a new comment a submission, yeah. And that was the first one. And he goes, "Oh man, that's that's so dad, but funny." Oh like, yeah, ha ha. Yep, groaner. Yeah. All yeah. right, I got to give it to contestant one. Contestant number one, uh, that is the uh, who who's there. Sure, spell who. Got it. Uh, that will be uh, Marcus's Underground Jungle on YouTube. So if you're listening, uh, and if you're the winner, email me your address at the Cigar Social Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Cigar Social Podcast at gmail.com to claim your prize. 
and we will have your Black Star Line cigar sampler pack and Calibri V cutter shipped out as soon as possible. That's a great prize too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, one dad jump away from that. It's good. I got to come over a lot more. This cigar is so good. <laughs> I'm really sad it's burning down. I know. I'm. I'm <laughs> there's two things. A, I'm out of jokes. <laughs> And my cigar is ending. Like, I feel like this afternoon's, like, just going to crap. <laughs> we still have some whiskey here, so... Well, I, mean, I got questions about whiskey and cigars from a novice perspective, if that's anything you're interested in answering. I mean, shit, fucking... Because I know, I know we've talked about it, how you got into cigars and stuff, but my question would be, like, what are three things you wish you knew when you started getting into cigars? Like, what are three mistakes that people just getting into cigars make? Because we've talked about how like you just smoke what's around and you yeah. like you like cigars but you just smoke what you what people have. What are what are three things three tips you'd give to the newbies? I think you need to make mistakes. I think uh, when I first when I first started, I, I mean my first handful of cigars when I was younger um, were like something someone handed to me. I didn't care. It was like a celebration. You know my my buddies uncle's birthday or whatever you know like it was just like here's a cigar and i'm yep. like well, i don't know what whatever smoke it or somebody had a kid so here's a, it's a girl type of the cigar and and when my father-in-law when i first met my my in-laws not my outlaws my in-laws <laughs> um you know and i noticed like he he was really into it and i was like well there must be something there that i just don't know and so I started looking up different wrappers, different uh, fillers, the different regions that their tobacco is grown. Obviously, like Cuba is kind of hard to get cigars from. And, you know, and I kind of learned a little bit about it. Just quick novice learning about it. And then I started buying sampler packs from Gurkha and Alec Bradley. Like they have these like five packs that you can buy relatively cheap, but come with like, a, a good spectrum of uh connecticut shade to maduros to whatever and there's there's been a handful of cigars when when as once you're getting into it you need to make those mistakes you need to light one up you need to get about halfway through and go no not for me not for me or holy shit this is phenomenal i like this flavor i like this i like the way it's burning i like you know, I don't like the thicker ring gauge. I like the thinner ring gauge. I like the, you know, I don't have the time to to smoke a, a seven inch cigar. I, maybe I'm I'm more of a robusto fan. Maybe I like the more of the the, the five by forty eights or whatever. You know, like something like that. Like so, you kind of find you dial in what you like, what you don't like when you first start out. And same thing with whiskey. I feel when I first started getting into whiskey, it was the same thing. I would buy a, a bottle from Benny's or, or get a recommendation. I'm like, mm, you know what? I just don't like the younger age stuff. Or I, I initially never liked rye. And mm. the more I've been doing this podcast and the more I've been trying different things, I'm like, well, you know what? Some rye is actually really good. And that's probably because it's good rye. Mm. The rye that I had when I first started was probably crap rye. Mm. Same thing with the cigars. I, You know, there's – Gurkha gets a bad rap because – I feel, me personally, it's a 50-50. When you buy a, a, a cigar from them, they, they all of their tobacco is brokered in. They don't really grow their own, and they 
their their shipments can be inconsistent so their tobacco could be kind of different than the last time so it's not really uh consistent is really you know and like agonors is consistent um and so same thing with the Steve Saka cigars. I've I've not had a bad Dunbarton cigar, and you know he he's he's been proven why he's <laughs> he's Steve Saka for well, a reason. Right. Well, he only makes what he would smoke, right? <clears throat> right. <clears throat> um, so I think you have to make those mistakes. You need to you need to try. You need to experience the bad before you can identify the good. That's just me. Well, into your personal palate, right? Like, because it yeah. really took me a minute, too. So my, I come from, my dad was always into scotch. So I was learning about space sides and eyelays and mm-hmm. mossy stuff and everything like, like that. And uh, I found that I liked extremes. I liked Lafrag or I liked something really, really peaty or I liked something like a space side, something a little salty, that kind of thing. Um, but then when I got into bourbons with my brother, there's the same world. It's the same colors. Like, yeah. There's all kinds of different bourbon in the bourbon world. So you can't drink one bourbon and say you're not a bourbon person because there's there's no. probably a fit for you. And cigars seem to be – they're the similar way, right? Like, it's the same thing. you got to find your fit. You do. And, and, and <clears throat> here's the thing. I was talking about this the other day was people who rate cigars for a living. You're talking the you know Stogie Press, the Cigar Dojo, the uh, Cigar Aficionado, mm. the blah, 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 Blind Man's Puff. They'll take a cigar and they'll rate it unbanded. They have no idea, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's it's good for a consumer to receive that information. Hey, this burnt uneven. or But, but that's <laughs> – there's so many different variables with a cigar. Where like a, a, a bourbon, once it's barreled or once it's bottled, there's really no like bad way. I mean you don't want to keep it in extreme weather. But I mean for the most part – what's in the bottle is going to be in the bottle and it's going to taste like whatever. Well, it's that misnomer too, where people think like you age it in the bottle. It's yeah. like, no, it's been aged. Now it's in the bottle. It is what it is. Right. But like with a cigar, uh, those, those people, those, th- that media outlet, depending on how they, they kept it, their humidor, uh, conditions, how it was shipped, blah, 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 blah can change the the experience that you get from the cigar you know so we did the the, the blind taste uh, a couple episodes ago and i handed over a agonorsa leaf rare leaf cigar but when i started looking it up there was one media outlet that rated it in 86 and there was one that rated it in 93 and then i started really you know i jumped down a rabbit hole and i so i me being the spreadsheet you know finding the average type of guy right I found four different media outlets, and then I found the average, and I told them, I'm like, you know, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that, but as an average, this is a 90-rated cigar out of 100, so, you know, so-and-so might have had a bad experience, but, you know, two out of four had a really good experience, so it all depends on your personal palate. I mean, I think that's first and foremost. I mean, I don't like dark chocolate. A lot of people like dark chocolate. Mm. Yep. doesn't mean dark chocolate's yeah. bad. If I was going to do a, a podcast about dark chocolate, I'm going to say this shit's gar- yeah, it's garbage. Like, yeah. I, I just don't like it. Or white chocolate. Even worse. <laughs> right. White chocolate shouldn't even exist. <laughs> but it, it, it's, you know, personal preference, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. If, if you're a big fan of Rocky Patel, Gurkha, you know, then dig it. You know, relish mm-hmm. in it and buy it. 
smoke it, love it, enjoy your experience because that's all that matters is is your experience. It doesn't. When I go to a humidor and people are around me, are like, "Hey, what are you smoking?" And I'm like, I, and I explain what I'm smoking. It's almost like bad etiquette to knock somebody for what they're smoking. Oh, oh, right. Oh, you're 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 smoking that, or same thing at a bar. Oh, oh, you're drinking you're drinking Jepson's Malort, dude. If homie likes Jepson's Malort, clearly there's a market. Drink it, like good for you. Have at it, man. Good on you. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, but, uh, not for me. Yep. But yeah, it's personal preference. Well, so, to, so you think a, a good way to step up your cigar game might be to pay a little more attention to what the wrapper is. So, mm-hmm. like, once you identify this is my flavor, like, this is what I'm after. Yeah. Like, for me, it was Maker's Mark. Like, I, I drank a lot of bourbon. My brother's a huge Jack Daniels fan. And so, you know, we'd, we'd try your Woodfords. We'd try all your other stuff. Um, and once I hit upon Maker's Mark, I was like, all right, I like it a little bit sweeter, generally. Yeah. Like, so then you start to dial in, like, well, what makes Maker's Mark, Maker's Mark? And then, like, what's sort of in that vein? Journal. <clears throat> Journal it. Yeah, is that what you do too? Um, no. Oh, I mean, because well, you of. have your spreadsheets. I do. I, I, I'm a spreadsheet. Whore. I am too. I'm right there with you, man. Um, but no, I. You know, we. I, I at one point I was really writing down when I first started. Mm. I was, you know, I writing down or I had an app where I would pay attention. And I'm like, and I still have my my top. I have my my list on my phone of like my top ten. Mm. So if anybody ever asked me, hey, what's your favorite cigars? It's hard to pick one. Oh, yeah. So here's my top 10. Knock yourself out. And then probably, there's probably a theme there, I'm sure, because of my personal preference. But um, same thing with my wife. She's a big wine drinker. She loves different, trying different types of wine. And every time we're at Benny's, I pick up a bottle. I'm like, hey, how about this one? And she's like, ah, fuck, I I think we had that. I just don't remember if we liked it or not. I'm like, you need to... Journal track it. it. Yeah. Track it. Write it down. Because it's the same concept. It, it really is. I mean, it's, it's with anything. Right. I mean, literally anything. Do you like, you know, I don't know, different types of pens? Well, and like weightlifting to and barbecue weightlifting. to everything. Like, you got to keep track of your How progress. You How do you know what to put on the bar? Well, I'm smoking a, a rack of ribs right now. And uh, <clears throat> the person who I, I guess you would say idolize, the person who I follow their method he, like he said, write it down. Did you change something this time around? If you did, write it down. Because if it comes out phenomenal, you know what the difference was. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is really a matter of if, you, if you're really trying to get into something, if you want to give it a fair shake, you need to do your research, journal, keep track. Mm. Because otherwise you're just... <laughs> Yeah, you're firing blind. That's you're it. Just, you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed more than you. And and, and especially with cigars and, and bourbon, because if you go to a Benny's or if you go to a, a cigar shop with a walk-in humidor, it's so easy to just stand there going, "Holy moly!" Oh, it's overwhelming. There's so many <clears throat> bottles and so many sticks on the wall. And then what do you do? Shop by price point? Do you shop by yeah wrapper? Do you shop by yeah? I mean, I was at a, a I was at a, a lounge yesterday, La Vida in St. Charles. And me, even knowing what I like, I, I was walking through that humidor like, all right, well, I had one in my hand. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I put it down, you know, and try, you know, look at something different. Oh, maybe I should try this one. I haven't had that one before. And it, it's very, it's a head scratcher. It really is. But I was able to make my decision within a couple minutes. 
there's people that are just overwhelmed. Mm. I mean, I'm still overwhelmed at like a whiskey, like a, a good whiskey selection. Yeah. Because I know what I like. I know the regions. I know the age points or the age statements. I know some of the, the brands that I like. But I also want to try something new sometimes. So now when you're trying to like, okay, well, venture into the new. All right. Well, here's my criteria. I have – I like it in a dark color. I like it aged a little longer. I like Tennessee whiskey, but shit, I've had whiskey from some other places that I like. So that's kind of something I shouldn't really contemplate because you never know. Colorado whiskey might be good. Mm. And so, once you know a blender almost like cigars, like we talk about Saka, it's like – like you said, it's almost like a chef, right? You might not like octopus, uh-huh. but you go to this place and you know that the chef – is tremendous yeah. like the blender of cigars like sock is tremendous it's like you're you can be it can be safe experimenting with those guys because they might show you something you didn't know you could have you know absolutely i mean i've had um i've i've recently i've been to a bar in geneva called it's new and folks if you're in the area go check it out called alchemist mm. it was the old galena winery in on third street oh yeah and Patrick is the bartender there, and you can tell because we were we were there for a long period of time, and we learned his name and bullshitted with him. And he actually poured a, he he poured us some some rum to try because I was like, wow, I've never seen that before, you know. It was, but it's one of those cool bars. And so when I go to a bar, I I like to sometimes when I go to Barrel and Rye or something like that, I'll get a smoked Manhattan because I were smoked old fashioned because I I. I that's my you go-to. Know it's going to be that's a winner. my go-to mixture. It's going to be a winner every time. If not, I'm drinking something neat. Mm. But he was making these funky cocktails. I'm like, well, fuck. In the spirit of like buying some, you know, getting trying some funky cocktails, I'm like, I trust you. Yep, trust a dude's skill set, right? Make me something with bourbon that's not overpowering, and then later on, I'm like, well, make me something with rum. And he made me these ph- phenomenal drinks. Um, same thing it's like you know know your palate know know what you like because if you don't like it you know not to buy it right but in order to get there you gotta you gotta fail a lot you gotta fail your way into success mm-hmm. you have to have the shitty to know the good yep i i've had really bad cigars mm-hmm. i've i've lit one up and i've gotten probably not even through the first third because cigars are are known to be like in the thirds you have the yep. first thirds and I've gotten through maybe halfway through the first third. I'm like, this is just garbage. But then you're like, you get down. Like the last episode I did was one of my favorite cigars, Black Starline cigars. And uh, I didn't want to. I, I, I was burning my fingers trying to finish it. This, that's about what's going to happen to me what's on gonna this happen one here today. Man, every third has been better than the last mm-hmm. on this one. This is a good stick. It's um, and, and so people. They have these little like poking prodders that they'll like almost like roach clips. They'll they'll poke it, and so they can smoke it without mm. burning their fingers, or they will put it in like a a, a pipe. They call it a pagar mm. to to smoke it all the way through. Yeah. And I told Eric Bay, and I'm like, man, like that that dark warwitch that he's got, that is pagar worthy. That is like I want to smoke it until there's nothing left. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. So. And then there's times where you just want to, you know, lick the cat's asshole to get the taste out of your mouth. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I've had whiskeys like that. For yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Where it's like you take like, a gamble what? on a whiskey and it. Oh. For me, I, I'm not a big fan of the young ones either. And I've had some young ones that had a lot too much bite for me. 
And there are some times where I've been surprised where you get a, a young a young whiskey and you're like, wow, if it's this good young mm-hmm. with a little bit of age, holy moly, you know. Um, Chattanooga whiskey, same uh, great uh, uh, example. We were talking about how Chattanooga 91 went into the barrel and uh, Tim, the owner, was just kind of like, I wouldn't say impatient, but just like eager, just trying it, trying it. And so he would go into the Rick house and he would try it. And it was like 19 months old. And he was like, oh, that's it. We're good. And the master blender was like, no, no, no. Like, it's got to age. Like, cut it out. And Tim was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go have some blind taste. And he had like James Beard award winning chefs doing blind taste with some super age stuff and expensive stuff and threw in that Chattanooga 91 in the mix. And everybody was like, wow, this 91, it's, was it aged eight years? And they were like, no, it's 19 months. Like, So w- if the stuff is good, a baby might – y- you can yeah. tell right away. You know, Sometimes age helps it, but sometimes the, the, the mash bill or even the cigar blend, even at a young age, could be phenomenal right off the jump. I love it. I had a question for you too. Um, <clears throat> so I've been listening to the podcast, obviously, like – Everyone listening to us now has. And All four of them. <laughs> well, you introduced me to the concept of the infinity bottle or the mm. infinity decanter, and I wanted to see if you have one available. I do. Uh, I do. I do. It doesn't have a lot in it right now because I've went, but there is there is one in the in the in the house. And for those new listeners, definitely check out that episode. I thought that was really enlightening when you talked about it's. You take the last year. Here, you explain yeah. it. You're better. Yeah, uh, so if you have a, a bottle of whiskey and you want to try to keep it consistent, you don't want to do any, like, funky flavors or you want to try to keep it bourbon or rye or whatever, you can even probably do it with gin. Mm. But when you have a lot, the last pour goes to the house and you take that last pour in the bottle and you put it in the decanter. And every time you got a, a bottle that's down to that little bit, you pour it in a can- decanter and... You end up with a decanter with your own, like house mix, your own like a totally blend. custom blend. Yeah, it, it it it's it's phenomenal to try because a it's something that nobody can ever replicate, and as you drink out of it, you do keep doing it. So then it's evolving, and it, and it is a continuously changing infinity bottle of whiskey that that you know is unique to your own self. So when it, it's a great conversation piece too. I was talking to my father-in-law about this, and uh, we're like, well, maybe on the back of the bottle you put like a little post-it note or something so you can write down what you put in it. But then after a while, like if you keep it going long enough, like there's there's no way to keep track. There's no way to keep track if you actually keep it going. Yeah. You know, when that episode – that episode uh, – man, that was – It was a while uh, ago. It was one of the – Episode four? Yeah, it was original. Three? That's when we had Don Rafa in here. And uh, or uh, uh, Raphael Yaka, uh, we uh, we finished that bottle that day, so I had to start. <laughs> oh, over. you knocked the whole. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, it was over. <laughs> it's like mark of a good podcast. Yeah, yeah, we had to. Yeah, so but I st- I did start over, and I do have one in the, in the in the basement. And when this is over, we'll maybe we'll have a sip on the patio and check it out. But speaking of uh, when this is over, we're. Uh, I believe this time has run out, and this episode is down to a nub. I'm my label's off, my band's off. Mine is as well. You're, uh, yeah. Damn, 
hate when this is over. I know. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much for the invite. This has been a wonderful time. I appreciate you taking experience. the time. Uh, and it was fun just joking off in the shed with you. Absolutely. It always is. It's it's great just joking <laughs> off in the shed. Oh, my barbecue Sounds needs to like be the ribs are done. My ribs are done. <laughs> that was perfect timing. It actually. really was. <laughs> Friends of the Leaf, don't forget to check out our official sponsor of the uh, of the Cigar Social Podcast, Black Starline Cigars at blackstarline.shop. Use promo code cigarsocial15, cigarsocial15. 15 for 15 percent off your entire order and free shipping on all orders over a hundred bucks next episode we'll have mike root he won't be in the shed he'll be remote but he is the founder and owner of copper sky distillery in colorado uh, a buddy from the chi town crew aaron he turned me on to him I, we've been chatting and i got a bottle of his cigar blend whiskey i actually cracked open last night and tried it for the first time outstanding colorado stuff. Bur- bourbon is what really got me into bourbon my it's brother like a, lived in breckenridge and he brought back some colorado bourbon it was fantastic yeah, it's a 122.6 proof <laughs> <laughs> so that might be a fun episode <laughs> yeah um folks thanks again for listening we'll see you next time here at the cigar social podcast take care everybody mm-hmm.